And welcome back to another episode of the Socrates Inc. podcast. Very excited because I have my blood brother Josh. Um, what's your What's your music name? Ventura. Josh and Ventura. So we have different last names actually. What is your Instagram? Uh, the official Ventura. The official Ventura. So the official V E N T U R A. Yeah, that's the white way people like to say it. <laughs> um, but that's how you pronounce it better, so you can understand it if you wanted to type it in. Seriously though, his music is genuine. It is it is real and is hard. But let's get right into the podcast today. We're going to be talking about your personal brand. Um, Forbes actually posted an article last year around this time, November 8, 2018, says the 10 golden rules of personal branding. Guys, when it comes to the society that we're moving into, your personal brand is everything to the point to where if you want to get a job, I promise you, big companies will not look at a resume. It'll be worthless. They're going to go on your Instagram and your Facebook and your Twitter and your Triller and your TikTok and your Pinterest and your Reddit and every big social media platform. And they're going to see if you're putting out content. It's that simple. We're moving into a media age like more than ever. Five billion YouTube videos are watched a day. I think that and also... um like personal brand from what it's just being said right there like you're personal it's not always just media yeah yeah like how you represent yourself if you're talking about jobs and shit and just walking into interviews like just how you're holding yourself that's still your personal brand like like people just think a personal brand is like entrepreneurs only pay attention to that but anybody should pay attention to that shit anybody facts it's not just instagram it's how do you represent yourself on a daily basis person to person right so let's say you shake hands with the person right you exchange social media platforms so they get a first impression off of you now from there they start to learn more about you through your social media platforms that's why it's so key to brand yourself because they're going to forget about you they meet hundreds of people a day and if and even if they don't meet them we're being advertised so much they say that i, I think um the average person sees between 50 to 70,000 different advertisements a day and i wouldn't be surprised if th- if that was true because I mean, just think of how many different things that we see, like this. We just see so many things that's trying to catch our attention. You yeah, drive. No, I, was I was just saying that. So like, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. So your personal brand is not just social media. It's in person. But at, but they're only going to see you once. Right. They, they don't live with you, your audience. So when they see you in person, it's how do they perceive you over social media? And that's where it comes to be genuine, which is why I have Josh on this podcast, uh, because he's well, genuine with how he represents himself in person and on social media. So let's get right into it. The first golden rule. Where is it? Have a focus. Josh produces music. He makes beats. He literally makes his own beats. Um, when I was, I think it was when I was in the sixth grade, right? And you were in, in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That's when I really got a peek at how musically talented he is. He wasn't making beats yet, at least that That's I know. That. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But um, he was just able to just put rhymes together. And I thought it was always cool, but I didn't think he would ever take it really like serious like that. So when did you start to take music more serious? Um, when I was in college. Okay. So, like, so like two, two and a half Two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago? Or is it more recent than that? Four years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. That's when I left to go to college. And that's when you began to focus on, this is what I want to do. That's when the focus of your personal brand was music, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was in college to be a nurse. That's what I was going for. But um, 
I got all the shit that I needed to kind of just get started. Like I got the laptop, I got the focus right, which is the interface I needed to go to the mic to just record. But I was just fucking around and I started like making songs and my grades were good and I was focusing on that, but then it started to go the other way around. I was focusing more on, you know, I was in class looking up how to make a beat and not doing my homework. And I just started to go the complete opposite. And then I realized that like school wasn't what I wanted to do, at least, or not school, just what I was going to school for. I was realizing it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. And I just decided to drop out and just take more of an unconventional route to just doing music. But um, I mean, yeah, personal brand isn't like, it's not something you learn overnight and it's, it's always changing. Like you always kind of have to like adapt to your surroundings and you're always changing as a person. So it should never really stay the same regardless. You're kind of always looking for new ways to represent yourself because you're still a person at the end of the day. So, you know, um, this is a cool topic and I'm kind of just jumping into this shit. Like right. for, for people listening, we didn't even really talk about doing this. Like, like yeah. I went for a rock, a walk. I was kind of, I wasn't in the mood to do this, but I'm walking back and I was like, man, fuck this. Like I want to, I'm going to sit here with my brother and just talk about this shit. That's pretty cool. So guys, I literally, if I was him, that everything that he just talked about for like I, I think that was like a minute and like a half maybe two minutes max he could literally put out so many pieces of content just revolved around the past minute and a half two minutes of the words that came out of his mouth i mean nursing and how he switched from nursing to not being interested anymore now now he would just wants to pursue music i mean so many things you can create content yeah. by no yeah for sure content wise yeah like um i mean what's the time that it says on that right now we're at hold on the GoPro says it. we're at like five minutes and we're at like six minutes yeah, now <laughs> but what I'm trying to get to is I th I think people overthink content way too much like yeah. they, you don't have to have a professional video you don't you don't like need somebody to use a full, uh, nice beautiful camera with the perfect mic you know what i mean you don't need that i'm using a phone right now recording off of a gopro that i've had for about a year and a half now and we're reading this article off of an another phone i don't even have a laptop that and it's not even more so about like the quality of the equipment a lot of people think they don't know what to talk about or what to do and there's videos on youtube you've seen that one nigga right he's like or maybe i shouldn't go crazy cursing no, go, seen, ahead, go ahead go ahead you see all right i'm gonna be mean fuck it you've seen that one nigga right where um he like breaks shit and it's a POV. Like he'll have like an egg, he'll just smash it on something, throw it in the toilet. You know what just I mean? Just like a bunch of yeah. weird shit, And right? it gets millions of views. Like it's just, it's still, in to people, it's still interesting. Like you just have to make it your own way and make it unique, but it doesn't matter what it is. It could be boring as fuck and there's somebody out there that's amazed by it. But that's his focus, which is key. Music is his focus. Entrepreneurship is, is my focus. Smashing weird random shit is that person's focus. It's about finding what your yeah. focus is and how you can brand yourself in an authentic way to where people can somewhat relate. Because yeah. you do have it. You, there's people out there that want to consume your content. You're just not putting out. Trust me when I say that, that there's people out there that are looking to consume what you produce. You're just not producing enough. But let's get to the next one. So the first one was have a focus. Number two is to be genuine, right? That is the second one. Guys, that's pretty straight, straightforward. Just be yourself. Don't, don't put on this facade. Don't try to 
just be yourself just be you it's so easy to be you it's so much harder to you know put on a mask and it's so easy to put on a mask and not even knowing that you're doing it it's harder to put on a mask because look at it like this um no no no. i'm saying it's it's so easy to put on a mask and not realize that you have a mask on it's hard to put on the mask you need to put on a mask but it's more work in the fact that you have to dress yourself up to something you probably aren't like look at right now um this you know what i mean in that gopro i got my socks out i'm chilling like i'm literally wearing home clothes like i'm not really all that right now like i i could have got dressed up to do this i didn't even think i was going to i just hopped on but yeah. the only thing i thought was like yo let me get a hat to cover my hair because my hair my hair is usually braided but it's not right now so like i kind of look like a brillo pad but other than that like nigga like i'm 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 cooling it right now and it doesn't matter because it's like it's the little things subconsciously people are going to see and be like this nigga's really not putting on an act. He's kind of just in his zone, just exposed to the world. Like, people notice shit like that. You don't have to be over the top in anything that you're doing. Like, people find amusement and connect with what they know. And not everybody's fucking, you know, drip, dripped out to the sauce like that. Like, it's like when you see, like, and this is just relating back to music, unless you can find another metaphor to put it to. But you ever see music videos where it's like, you know they're an underground artist, but they got a fucking Maybach, bad bitches, and a mansion. And it's like, it's like we all know this. This all this shit's rented. So it's like, why are you even doing this for the video? Like, I like more videos where it's like the complete opposite, where they show what is really their life. Those are actually more cool than like renting shit that we all know you don't got. If you got it, then cool. But like, just you just gotta people can see you're being genuine, regardless what spectrum it is. Broke, rich, happy, sad, doesn't matter what it is, but just be genuine. Where you're at is just show that. You don't have to, like, fantasize about, like, like, damn, this nigga looks like he got this, or this nigga's in his sad bag. He's making that look cool. This nigga's making happy songs that's cool. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just wherever, wherever you're at, make that cool, because that person had to do that same thing. They didn't follow. Like, trendsetters don't follow people. They make what they got going on cool. That's what mm, you got to do. That's tough. That's tough. I never even looked at it from like from that from that yeah. viewpoint. Trendsetters make trends cool, and that's how people follow them. Genuine guys, just be genuine. That was number two. Number three, tell a story, and that and and that goes hand in hand with not just music but with entrepreneurship. A lot of times, people just are just boring. You're not. You're just. You're just not interesting. Like nobody wants to consume your content because yeah. you're not as creative as you know people appeal towards people want to look at creative shit especially now that there's so many things drawing our attention it's what can be the most creative and genuine um at the same time while telling a story so this is huge this one sentence facts tell stories sell always remember that if josh wrote an article about his about what he put in his raps he will not get anywhere near as much consumption as if he puts it into a song as if he as if he puts a beat behind it and if he's creative with it drops a video um has a you know has a creative fit towards the video just creativeness and what is it again and telling a story through that is key do you have anything to say on that um mm, not more so anything to say but i do want to change the perspective into just not me okay but i'm gonna ask you because we're on tell a story so if you could uh, tell me your story on how you ended up wanting to be an entrepreneur because for me like just to let everybody know from me being your brother and seeing you grow up um 
the thing that's consistent with you is that wherever whatever you're indulging yourself in, you go 100% at. So I want to know what what made you turn into wanting to be an entrepreneur? Honestly, I th- I think it's my extreme memory. I have an amazing memory, bro. Like you have you have no idea. I re- I like remember shit from when I was like four five years old <clears throat> like deep like deep shit i i <laughs> i deeply remember when i was in um dr and uh my grandfather he had rocks on his uh, road and i remember learning how to tie my shoe and i could re- and 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 like i can literally remember the emotion of learning how to how to tie my shoe and i was like damn i wish i could go back to kindergarten and show my friends that i know how to tie my shoe I I re- remember that, and the and another thing that I remember when it was uh, when I was in DR, they gave me a stack of bills. It was like twenties, fifties, hundreds, tens, ones, and I didn't know that they were you know ten, twenty, or fifty. So I just counted everything one. I was like, okay, one, two, three, four. When it was when really like three hundred. When I, I was in DR, when you went to DR, that is what they did. They gave me money, yeah, and they just had me count the money, and and I began to learn how to like count. And in the third grade, I saw that I was good at math because we had a multiplication table test, um, and I was the only kid, and, and I was the only kid in the class to get a one uh, to get a 100 on it. So I knew that I was smart at math then. So I so I began to take math more serious. And at nine, I began to sell cookie dough. So I was selling cookie dough to the whole community, and I came home with like $300 on my first day, and I won. I was in the fourth grade and I was competing against middle schoolers and I won the most sales in the school selling cookie dough. Um, the crazy part about that is, is I forgot to uh, write the addresses down to the house. So we had cookie dough for like two years. We had cookie dough in the freezer frozen and we would just eat these crazy weird cookie doughs, but we had it for a while. I apologize to those who copped it and you never got your cookie dough. I'm sorry. Seriously, bro. Think about it. Remember all of, they bought it, but I forgot to put down their addresses. I just put down the house number because I thought, okay, I, I know where they live, but there's two, there's two of the same house numbers in the community. There's two eight, six, four. So I don't know which one it was, you know, four. So I said, fuck it. I'm gonna just keep it because I can't remember where they're from. That sucks, but I don't think they care anyways. It probably cost them like 25 bucks. Expensive ass cookie dough. <laughs> um, but then in in the sixth grade, sorry, in the seventh grade, I began to sell candy. I could uh, remember I was, yep. In the seventh grade, I had a binder selling candy, and I used to carry the binder all around school. I mean, every piece of candy you can think of, and that's when I began to see that okay, I just really like to sell stuff. This shit is just fun. Um, just seeing just money come in in a way that I could produce it myself. That was what I was always intrigued in, not about how much it was, but that I could produce it myself, that I could create something myself. From there, in high school, when I was a senior, I had three freshmen at at Treasure Coast selling candy for me. I had three freshmen, one was named Kenzie, Calvin, and Caesar's little brother actually was was the third one. Um, So I had them selling candy for me because when I was a senior, I had to leave school early, and I knew that the sophomores and freshmen were my biggest clients. They consumed more candy than, you know, a junior or a okay, senior. Dude. If you're watching, love you, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had to hire three people. Calvin was a sophomore and Kenzie and Caesar were, fr- were, fr- were fr- freshmen. So I knew I had 
you know, them, if I could teach them how to sell even a little bit the way that I could, it'll be so easy because the school didn't sell candy. So it was like there was no competition. I was the only one. No competition. no competition, literally. So it was so easy to, for them to no, make I sales. No, I think they were selling candy, but it was expensive. No, well, they, they don't. The basketball court. They weren't selling it. Yeah, during the games. The games. But I'm saying oh, during like lunch no. on like a, no, no, no they, they weren't. No, you know what I mean? And, uh, it was like muffins, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, um, And on my two biggest days, we had two bomb threats. And the whole school, bro, was in one area. And me, Caesar, Kenzie, and Calvin were equipped, bro, were loaded <laughs> with candy. And I, and I made like $150, bro, that day. It was crazy profit. After paying them all, too, it was crazy. So I was like, damn, this shit is for real. Then when I was a senior, actually, towards the end of the year, because I had gotten like, roped like three months later, they just said, okay, Chris, you just can't do this anymore. We have you on camera. It was like a serious thing. Thank God they didn't actually put any like charges on me, like, you know, no like shit. But they took it serious and they confiscated my candy. I was hot. Um, but when I was a senior, um, I said, okay, if I can sell candy to like, you know, kids and shit, I bet you I could sell it to other people. So I got a cooler. And this is when school was actually still up, but I couldn't sell in school, but I still had candy. So I got a cooler. And this is when the sales really began to came in. I began to knock on the doors here and I began selling candy and I pulled out a story that I can't use now because you guys won't like it. It's kind of, it's, it's just this big ass lie. I just pretty much lied to them on what I was using the, the money for, but the story was so beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm just being honest. What um, I can't say it's really like, like, I just like really can't say it, but just know that stories sell and facts fucking tell. But, um, I, bro, I was like averaging 13 bucks a candy bar. $13. Oh, yeah, you were saying your cousin had leukemia. No, 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 no. Fuck no. But I was averaging 13 a candy bar. I would go out for an hour and I would come back with about $150 a day. Just going into communities, knocking on doors. They would give me 20s, 50s, 10s, 5s, 1s. And they wouldn't even take the candy. They're, bro, they don't eat the candy. It was the story. They just wanted to help me. Some of them would, but a lot of them didn't. A lot of them did not. And I, and I was selling the candy bars for $2 a piece because I knew they would pay more. So I was already upping the price, but they still wouldn't take the candy. So from there, I was at Zoomies. I was working at Zoomies. And then my coworker came in, mentioned how he, how he cleaned cars for Jaguar. And he began to talk about the profit margin. I'm like, 120 a car, 150 a car? What? And then he began to talk about how long it took. I'm like, damn, four hours is kind of like a long time. And I don't know, the memories became came flooding back that our dad owned a car wash. I'm like, he knows how to do this shit way yeah. quicker than that. He said, Chris, you can get a car done in two hours max. He taught me, bro, I'm, and, and, and I was making the same thing Jaguar would make on a car, but in a mobile sense. So we go to people's homes, making 120 a car. The most I've made in a day was 1,200 detailing a boat. So to like think that, you know, just from selling candy to, you know, seeing that, you know, through fit, through, and it's physical labor, but there's a lot of people who do physical labor and make like 20 bucks an hour. No, oh, yeah. And how old are you, just so they know? I was 18 when I began it. Sorry, 17. I'm, tw I'm 20 now. Um, but I'm, I'm not to like boast, but I'm like way ahead of my like time when it comes to age because I was hanging out with the, you know, you, you mm -hmm. Michael, Anthony at a very, you know, young age. I was already like learning how to be older. I mean, I was like, you know, going to Club Lazen. When I was 12 years old, I was at Club Lazen, not with the, you know, older people, but with the young people. But I was still there with the 15, 16, Yo, 18 years old. Crazy, and I was just, that. and I was just like learning shit, just consuming. I was 
I'm like, I'm just a big sponge. Everywhere I go, I'm always just looking and I'm talking a lot, but I'm gonna be done soon. No, 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 but nigga, I'm-, I'm I know, I know, I know. Um, but I've just always absorbed, just absorbed the information around me at all times. I'm a huge sponge and that is so key to learning. Some people just don't pay attention. They just don't, they're just not interested in paying attention when there's so much value that you can potentially learn from what another person's doing and or saying. Um, and I didn't realize that I was a sponge until like, you know, between 18 and 20, that's when I began to see it. But since I was a kid, I've always been somebody that just pays attention and I try to just copy. I just pretty much copy whatever I see that's just working. Yeah, no need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Next, be consistent. And I, I want you to talk about that because in my personal opinion, I don't think you've been as consistent as I would like you to be when it comes to putting out music, but also mm -hmm. posting content in general. And like, yep. let's say you like, post a song a week that doesn't have to stop you from putting out 10 stories a day or a post a day or a post every other day. You know what I mean? So I think I want you to talk about why you haven't been consistent because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, I'm trying to make it in a way of people relating to it, but it's just a, it's just a specific... The re, okay, so the reason why... There's, there's two reasons why. In the beginning... On why I wasn't posting a lot of music um, or content in general, just stories, posts, um, Facebook. No, I still I still post a lot of stories and I like pictures, not so much. But there's okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start on this and then I'll double double down on what I was saying earlier. Um, there is two types of artists when it comes to music. There's the artist that has to to keep themselves relevant, they have to be in front of your face all of the time. I'm thinking longevity-wise, um, I don't want to structure my life to be that way because though I'm trying to be an artist and I want to make music, I'm not trying to... I want to be in it for the long haul. Like, I'm trying to be in it for, like, 10 years. I'm not trying to be burnt out at two years and just want to quit. You know what I'm saying? But... It, it depends on the level of creativity and where your music lies to where you're able to do something like that. Like, think of Kendrick. You never hear about his music. You never see his pictures. All of these niggas, people will die for their music. They will die to see them. Rich the Kid, no knock on Rich the Kid, but that nigga has to post Lil Pump, Smoke Perp. All of these niggas, these different kinds of rappers... They have to be in front of your face all the time because if not, you will forget them. Blueface, all these niggas. Just and this is this could be personal opinion, but their music does not hold to that same caliber. Why, yeah. It's either what do you want to be remembered for? Your presence and your popularity or your music. And I'm falling towards the other side because I'm not really much of a social media like nigga like that, regardless. The only reason why I am in that sense is because of music. But other than that, I wouldn't care for it. But it gives me more time to like just focus on making music. And so to get back to the other point, the reason why I haven't dropped music is one, I'm still humble and in, 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 in knowing that I'm not at the sound that I want to be at. So I'm okay not posting every single song I make just to get my rocks off, to show it off to people and, and, and gain a fan base that way. Which there is, there's, there's the side of like, you want your fans to see you grow too at the same time. But then, what, did it die? No, no. Or it's just kept out? Honestly, I don't know. 
But you can uh, keep on. I don't even know if this is. Was... Yeah, that's. Oh no, it's still recording. Yeah. Is it still recording on the GoPro? How to tell my mama. Oh, fuck it. No, I was just making sure the GoPro. Um, okay, so to make sure that the craft was good, like every time I drop something, like I've probably made since my last project, um, I don't know, 120 to 150 songs, something like that. I mean, you've seen it. I'm every day in my room making shit, but it's not about like dropping as much as I can for me. When I drop, I want it to mean something. I want, I want everything to be like every song that was you know, released is released for a reason. It's not that like, oh, I need to get shit out just so people, you know, can keep me in their remembrance. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want it to be every time somebody hears a body of work, they're like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is not even just fire because I don't, I don't like, like, I don't like just make music just for the, for the bop of it. Like there's, there's, and not like in the cliche way, because when artists say this shit, it's kind of boring to hear about. Like, let's be real. But like, I want it to mean something, but you just have to listen to the music to understand. But like, um, on that note, and the fact of like, another reason why I haven't dropped is because I know and understand that I don't know the music business like that. But I do know and I do understand that um, I am independent. I have no funds behind me at this current moment of where I'm at. And big labels hunt on niggas like me. And there's so much to... All right, and I, and I, and I could just say it on this note, because a, a lot of people would assume, like, oh, just put out music and people will... Labels will find you and come to you, and it doesn't work that way. The artist is the one that gets the shit under the stick every time. And it's looked at like this. Let's say, let's say you're a label, right? Okay. You got Lil Baby signed to you. You're at a $20 million deal with him. You got mad money invested into him. You got a lot of producers that are working with him that you need to make sure their contracts are, you know what I mean, fulfilled. You got to make sure his shit's moving. So, you know, business is going good. You see me. You see an artist, SoundCloud, 30,000, 40,000 plays, 50,000 plays, 15,000 followers, 20,000 followers. He's doing the right stuff. He's making the right music. But... You don't know a lot about him to just sign him because you don't know if you don't know if he can handle the fame. You don't know if he's good at performing. You don't know if he can consistently keep making music that much. You don't know if it's a dub. Like, would you want to put another, let's say, however much you want to put? Do you want to put more money into this nigga or do you want to just keep making sure your artists that you already have are still getting fulfilled? So what you're going to do is look at that song that I made and you're going to call up a producer and you're going to be like, yo, that song Let's say Sacrifices, some shit that I got. That song Sacrifices by this Kid Ventura, listen to it. I want you to recreate that beat and make a song just like it. Don't use it word for word, but on, at the gist of it, make that track and send it over to Lil Baby so we could drop it. That's what labels do. And niggas don't know that. You know why niggas don't know that? Because niggas don't know me. I'm underground. I'm underground, underground. No one at that level caliber really sees me like that i just have my little bubble that i have that i'm still building but i could think of it like do i want to keep dropping music for the little fans that i have right now to please them and risk of having my song getting just fucking straight copied for someone else or do i do what i'm doing now look for somebody to work with which now i'm about to get signed and i'm about to release music 
this month and next month. That's why I've waited so long because I've been waiting for this. You know what I'm saying? That that's Navi. Yeah, that's Navi. Pick him up. Pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. You're. So he's on the phone now currently. Um, but I think you guys understood what he was saying. Those were his two reasons why he wasn't. What were we on? Yo, we were really on quick. We were on. Um, you were just talking about why I haven't dropped music. So long. consistency. Yeah, that consistency, was what it was. So, that's what so let me go onto my phone and see what the next one is. Hold on. I swear if I receive a call. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So that was be consistent. Be careful with that. Josh. Okay. Number five is be ready to fail. So he's out of this for now. Be ready to fail is number five. Um, that's key because it's just not going to happen overnight. Whatever you're trying to build, especially when it comes to your personal brand or the branding of your company, it's just not going to explode like that. You got to have patience. You got to be patient. Patient. Patience is a virtue. So understand that failure will come. Um, but if you're persi- but if you're persistent and consistent enough, and if you're constantly striving towards you know, being creative as possible, focusing on what people um, are interested in, right? And then, you know, maneuvering yourself within that space, that is when you can start to make a name for yourself. The next one, create a positive impact. That's huge um, because there's just so much negativity in this world. So figuring out a way to where you can be a light in the darkness of life that we have um, is key because a lot of people don't know it, but they're searching for positivity because they understand how much negativity we have nowadays. Um, so people are constantly searching for something to to support that is that is positive, if that makes sense to you. So just be positive in whatever you're doing um, and have a positive impact, right? Create something positive to where people can follow it and they feel good following it, not bad. The next Number seven, follow a successful example. For example, my successful example, Gary Vee. Very plain and simple. Find somebody in your industry that you can relate to, that is putting out content the same way you, the same way you are and how you can relate to them and possibly make just as much content as them. Very simple. Okay. Next. Number eight, live your brand. Very simple. Live your brand. So your brand is not just a brand like Josh and I were talking about in the beginning. Actually, that was the first thing we were talking about. Your brand is not just through social media. You got to live it, right? You have to be the brand because it's so easy to be yourself. So much harder to put on this facade and to try to be somebody that you're not. So live your brand. You'll see how much more fluid you'll be in the content that you produce. Number nine. Let other people tell your story. Hmm, this one I really don't I I really don't get. Hold on. Okay. So it talks about their okay, um creating a personal brand in the public sphere is no exemption to this rule. Blah 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 blah. Okay. I got it. Pretty much talking about how you want other people to be talking about you. That's pretty much the end-all goal of this. Um, You want your name to be in other people's mouth. You want to be talked about. That's just the reality when it comes to your personal brand. You want to be talked about. So understand that you want to put out content that people can relate to so they can talk about you with their friends. They can post you on their story. They can comment. They can like. And they can interact. And they can subscribe to your content and see what you're doing on a daily basis. That is key. When it comes to creating content. And number 10, leave a legacy. This is why I do this. 
I do this because I want you to talk about me with your children in 20 years from now. I want you to talk about me with your kids in 20 years. Very simple. I'm leaving a legacy. Um, I'm doing this now. I don't have to be doing this. This is not really paying me much in the monetary sense. Long-term sense, it is because of the branding behind it and how you guys are never going to forget who I am. Um, But it's not paying me with money. I'm not getting paid with money currently. But I'm leaving a legacy because I want my children to watch these videos in the future. I want my grandchildren to watch these videos in the future. I want to watch these videos and listen to these podcasts in the future and see the growth. Um, But more so so that you guys can have a good example um, as to somebody that's young, that's pushing hard, that does not care about what you or anyone has to say while at the same time listening to what you're saying because I'm always looking to improve the content that I'm producing. Um, And I'm always looking to be genuine. So like I said, um, just leave a legacy. You have to have a why. It's why do you do this? I do it because I want you guys to talk about me with your children. So your children have somebody as a positive um, reinforcement to look at in the future. I want to be talked about in the history books. Plain and simple. Um, That's pretty much it, guys. Those were the 10 golden rules of your personal brand. Once again, that article was posted on Forbes. You can find it on there. Um, Thank you so much to all who have stood to listen to this point. Um, I really do appreciate it, and I genuinely care about you, and I love all of you so much. Let's get it. Tune into the next episode of the Christopher Mejia podcast. Thank you so much.